Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C, and this is sponsored by the Connected Leaders Academy. I am super excited to have Ivy Perez with us, who's also part of the CLA. She is just an amazing soul. I met her um, through the Connected Leaders Academy, but we did have a huge connection during Flashpoint uh, this October of 2022. And the connection has been strong. And I can't wait uh, to see what 2023 leads us into. But a little bit about Ivy. Her business name is Ivy's Dream Builder Coaching LLC. She's established this since 2018. Her services and products offer transformational life coaching, She is also an advocate for overall health and well-being through movement and about to do a 12-hour walk that she created a PDF for those who want to do it with her. So if you're ready to take that step, definitely connect with her. Some of her products are uh, advocate for cleaner eating and cleaner products by understanding toxins and uh, potentially harmful ingredients, clean supplements, and clean beauty products. Uh, Currently working on her first authority book called The Three-Minute Miracle. Oh, I love that. So let's, again, dive a little bit deeper um, into Ivy. Her bio also says that she's a mom and she's a marathoner a breast cancer survivor, and now a triathlete. She is passionate about mindset, mindfulness, kindness, compassion, and overall well-being. As a certified transformational life coach and a best-selling co-author in the Spiritual Fitness Survivor book series, she shared and continues to share her 20 plus years of alcohol struggle. And as of today, she is four years and six months alcohol free. She is now embarking on a new challenge, a 12 hour walk, as we stated, always challenging herself so that she can better serve herself, her family, her community, and her clients. Welcome, welcome, Ivy. Wow, 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 wow. That's so awesome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. This is so fun. I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Now you are part of the Bomb family and you might just be in the top 50 interviews, which I'm actually doing a week-long live marathon on StreamYard, Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, what's that other one? YouTube. (laughs) So you'll be part of that. I'm super excited. No one really knows. So this will come out closer to then. uh, But I'll be announcing that very, very soon. So yeah, Ivy, tell us who Ivy is, where she started, and you know, how your journey started. Okay, well, just kind of touching upon the bio there. So um, the journey with life coaching, I'll say started in uh, 2017. So then I was in a job and one of many, I've been in and out of jobs. I think I go through jobs like, (laughs) I was just going to say a saying like my mom, like you go through underwear, just like every two, every like two, three years, I just get bored and in and out of jobs. Well, it got to a point where I was in this one particular job. I knew after six months, I just knew that it wasn't for me. And uh, it was at that point that I started making some like fundamental 
errors, silly, like just silly errors. Well, eventually they put me on probation. Typically probation is what, 30 days, 60 days. They put me on a one year probationary period. I'm like, okay, that you cannot not make a mistake in one year. Well, needless to say, six months later, um, I was like, oh, first time that was in 2017, first time in my life. But it was four days later, I had um, gone to a dream builder. I had no idea what it was about. All I knew it was like personal development. I'll get something out of it kind of thing. And the life coaching was presented. And but prior to that, with regard to the alcohol, so probably since I would say my 20s was a decade of just overindulging, having fun. In my 30s, it was the overindulging got even more overindulgent. And, but it was, I was making some really scary decisions, you know, as I was uh, imbibing. And uh, it was one of those things during that decade where I just prayed a lot. I was like, I don't want this in my life. I just really don't want this in my, but I couldn't control it. So, uh, so in my forties, breast cancer came about and I thought this is going to stop me from drinking and it didn't. Then after the breast cancer journey, as I call it, it was a year and a half. I got pregnant and I had my daughter and I thought she's going to be the reason why I stopped drinking. And she wasn't. And it really saddened me. It was like, oh my God, if she's not the reason then what's the reason? What is it? Because I can't do it on my own. At least that's what I thought. So 2017, I'm in this job. I get let go. I go to this dream builder event, life coaching program presents itself. I felt this pull. And uh, so I went for it. It was the first time I invested in something that big for myself. So I went through the program, but I went through the program. It was rigorous for about six months. And for me, all I was in it for was to become a life coach, just to learn, teach me so that I could teach others. But what I got out of it two months after I got certified, granted, it was yet another incident where I woke up in the morning and I said, I'm done. Now I've said I'm done hundreds of times in the past, but this time it was, it was just different. I was just like, I, I can't, but here's the interesting thing. When my daughter was born, I said, I said to God, I was like, just give me six years, please. Just, it wasn't about alcohol. I don't know. I just threw that number out. Please just give me six years so I could turn my life around. Well, I realized that at that point, when I stopped and made that decision, it was six years. Hmm. Oh my goodness. So it's, it's crazy. And you know, one thing I learned and I learned this in, in the coaching program is that everything is created twice first in thought and then in physical form that always stuck with me. It's like, that's interesting. Just even from the clothes that we wear, we think about, Oh, what am I going to wear today? That's a thought. And then it's a physical form Then we put on what we're thinking of, uh, what we're going to have for dinner kind of thing. So so yeah, everything happens twice, first the thought and then a physical form. And then I realized, oh my God, this is six years. What I asked for, but I wasn't specific, but it happened. 
And it's been like, you know, in the bio, like four years, six months, I don't think about it. I don't crave it. I don't get triggered by it. Nothing, nothing, zero. It still amazes me. To this day, it still amazes me. And I remember one girl I was chatting with, kind of like a virtual coffee. And she said to me, God took the taste away from you. And I was like, oof, that's good. Because that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, so kind of crazy. So the uh, Spiritual Fitness Survivor book series, uh, how that came about. And many of us, you included, know Emilio and uh, Daniela Roman, I was doing a live on my page, not about alcohol. It was about breast cancer. And he, out of the blue, just connected me. and was telling me about this book and you need to tell your story. And I was like, okay. So I said, yes, it took me some time, but I said, yes, but that wasn't the story I shared. Cause for me, the breast cancer was just a year and a half. It was pretty big and it was pretty significant in my life, but the alcohol was decades. That was a struggle that I just, it was this year after year after year. And so that's what I shared was a story of, uh, yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Oh my goodness. First of all, Ivy, thank you so much for your transparency, for your vulnerability to share that with our listeners. And, you know, I had the pleasure of having a virtual coffee and listening to your story. And it still gives me chills to today because it takes, it takes some, you know, some ups and downs. It takes us going through the dirt, picking ourselves back up, trying, but you never gave up. And yeah, you weren't specific when you put that out to you. the universe, you said six years, but let me tell you how important it is that when we start speaking life into our life yes, and we're saying the right things and we're actually doing, you know, it, it, the, the universe hears you and it's going to take you to the place that you want. You just have to put it out there put it on paper, say it out loud, scream it, affirm it, just believe that anything it is that you want to do, whether you want to give up on an addiction, whether you want to help someone, you know, through a journey, whether you, anything, anything, anything. So thank you so much for sharing that. And yes, Emilio and Daniela Roman, absolutely love them. I'm actually going to be a part of their volume two book um, because you know about me, it's always business, 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 leadership, mindset, and yada, yada. And I do have some backstories, one mainly being the death of my brother, which has been very hard. And actually, you know, he passed in 2018. um, And that was really a tough time for me. And I don't really talk about it, but I will. And I think it's time to. So um, excited about that um, because it has been a journey and sometimes you just have to tell your story you're going to help thousands of people if not millions of people really kind of be able to have that courage to really challenge themselves and get out of whatever you know dark hole they're in and know that there's hope at the end of you know the other side so how did it takes you- time it takes time to have the courage to share your story. Yeah. Especially, especially if there's like, if there's trauma, mm-hmm. childhood trauma, childhood abuse, 
that, you know, those are the things that carry forward into our adult life and causes us to do things and, you know, be a certain way, but it's usually from our past, but we don't realize it. Most people don't because they repress it. And then from repressing our, our feelings and those emotions and those experiences, now we cause, you know, dis-ease, sometimes mm -hmm. disease, but dis-ease in our life. And alcohol for me was one of them. Didn't realize it for the longest time. The numbing, the masking was because I was in pain and I was hurt and I was angry. Yeah. Yes. So how many times would you say you have attempted to you know, go into this space and say, you know what, I'm going to quit. You said you said it over a hundred times, but how many times did you truly try? And also to stop, to stop and how many breakthroughs have you had? Cause we don't just have one breakthrough. We have many throughout our lives in different journeys. Okay. So how many times have I tried to stop? Well, let's see. I won't count my twenties because during that decade, I wasn't thinking about the ramifications of what it was doing. It was really in my thirties and my, my forties. So I'll say, so, so we're looking at almost 30 years. So for, but 20 years, 12 months in a year, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 144. Just add about maybe at least five times per month, at least minimum, you know, it was a lot. It was oh, a lot. God. Yeah. You know, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I want to stop kind of thing. Why am I doing this? Why do I keep on doing this? You know? Yeah. And did you ever find some of those answers after the fact for yourself? Um, answers in what way? Answers to just why you would leave, like during those time periods, besides just you know, obviously the occasional get together party and stuff like that. But when you're saying that you really like, it really owns your life in a way, like what kind of things did you have to be going through in order to pick up that bottle or something like that? Um, it was in mostly my thirties, thirties was a big decade. Uh, it was during dating. It, it was actually during dating and it was one of those things where sometimes I was conscious of it. And sometimes I wasn't where, uh, it was almost as if you, the guy, you're not going to hurt me. I'll hurt you first. So, um, it was like breaking up. I did the breaking up because you're not going to hurt me kind of thing. Cause I've been hurt in the past, but I was seeing that. And I even had a girlfriend say to me, why do you hate men so much? I'm like, I don't hate men. Uh, you know, I don't hate men at all. But it was something I said or something I did that made her make that comment. And it was like, that's interesting. But then I realized, uh, I don't exactly know when, but I, I was coming to the real realization that it was, um, I had anger in me because of what happened in my childhood. So there was abuse and uh, I thought I dealt with it, but I was angry. So I was taking it out on the guys that I was dating, but I would do it with alcohol. So sometimes to get mad or get even, I drink more 
so that you get mad. And if you get mad, then that's the reason for me to say, no, 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 no. we're done kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah, it was interesting. So I was hurting myself and I was hurting people along the way for sure. Wow. Well, awareness is definitely something that we have to hold accountable to. So I'm glad that, you know, you were able to, you know, see that and know how to move forward. And, um, and how would you, you know, have you ever come across, you know, women or men that have had uh, the same situation and they're just trying to get over and what would you suggest to them? And then we'll move on to all your greatness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and I, I have, and I think for me, it's just one of those things where really just tapping into what is it that you really want for yourself. And there's, there's a level of self-respect, I think that gets lost when you're addicted to anything um, because the self-love isn't there. So um, I do, I've had conversations like that. My big thing with anyone, male or female, is if they ever get into a place where they're berating themselves or um, putting themselves down, there's just something in me that's like, okay, no, no. And I just go right into, and it's not even a coaching thing. It's just who I am as a person, just letting them know who they are, their greatness, what they've done, um, just all the good things about them in their life that sometimes they need that reminder. And I actually had, um, not too long ago, a lady said to me, she goes, you make me feel so good about myself. I, love <laughs> I was that. like, oh, you know, and I was like, but you should, you should, because you do a lot of good things, you know? So, yeah. That's amazing. And that is who Ivy is. It's just looking for the best of you to know, or just to make you realize that there's something more into you than what they can see. Right. Um, And sometimes we have to be reminded that other people are out there looking in and they see when we can, we, we can't cover it all the time. You know, we, we try to put this facade on that we're okay, that things are just going smoothly, but you have to take that time to break down so you can, you know, put the pieces back together. So thank you so much for that, for just having that in your heart. Um, that's just awesome. So let's get, and thank you again for sharing all those uh, good pieces about that and that great advice. Let's get into this marathon triathlon um because I know I seen you throughout your journey when you were getting ready for the triathlon but I didn't know that you ran a marathon too so let's talk a little bit about both of those okay well marathon how the marathon came about uh I was working at a restaurant this was like 20 years ago and I was passing a table there were two men uh two gentlemen talking and they were talking about a marathon and raising money for abused and neglected kids. And I just stopped and I was like, hi, you don't know me, but um, this sounds really interesting. Can you tell me more about it? And that's really how it started. And it was raising money for a, um, an organization that's called Child Help USA and it's for abused and neglected kids. And so my first marathon was, you know, raising money for that charity but it was also in Monaco, France. <laughs> oh, that's a great reason to go. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> you know, raise money and go to France. Why not? My first marathon. So yeah, it was awesome. And at the time it was just, 
okay, I did it. One and done. I could say I did it. But then there was when I was living in Arizona at the time, they're like, well, the following year, there was this rock and roll, Phoenix rock and roll, whatever. They were like, you got to do it. I'm like, okay. So I did that one. And then I joined forces with my marathon coach. It was helping him because he did marathons in different states across uh, abroad. And so I went with him and a group of people to Budapest, Hungary and ran a marathon there. (laughs) I love it. First, I want to just go back really to Arizona because I just remember uh, the pictures of the sceneries that you just posted because I know you went down for the holidays. or That was in Colorado. Oh, that that was was in Colorado. Okay. Close to Arizona though, right? Maybe a little bit. I just love that area. I'm all about the mountains and I'm glad you had a great time. So I just kind of wanted to point that out because I was watching your pics for sure. So you went to Hungary, you're doing your second marathon. And how did this triathlon come about? Well, what's interesting is even during the time when I trained for marathons and random marathons, I was still drinking a lot. Uh, and actually my marathon coach was too, but I didn't realize he had a problem. He actually passed away about five years ago from liver failure, wow. which shocked me, shocked me. Cause he was like the epitome of health, but I knew he drank. I didn't think it was that bad. So I was like, wow. Um, but a triathlon for me was something that was planted in this head when I was about 20 years old. And I remember working in an office in New York city and I was a receptionist at the time and a guy comes in and he was just, he just had this air about him. He just walked tall, just just regal. And I said, good morning to him. I was like, how was your weekend? He goes, it was great. I did a triathlon. And I was like, what? (laughs) Just, I just did a triathlon. He goes, yeah, you should try it. And that was the seed that was planted because I thought, yeah, that would be awesome. But that I can't do that. That's for people like you, you know, so that was always there. And I would always see like triathlons online or, you know, on, well, when YouTube came about and it was always something like, wow, that would be so cool. And Ironman. Now there's different levels of triathlons. What I did was a sprint. So it's kind of like, you know, level one. Uh, so that one was a quarter mile swim, 10 mile bike ride and a 5k. So three mile run basically, but still I didn't know how to swim. I didn't own a bike and the run was okay, but there was a lot of training involved, but, um, it was just something that was always on my heart. Three years ago, I was doing a vision board. I cut out a picture of a person uh, coming out of the water with the number on his arm. And uh, I just put it up. I was like, man, that would be so cool. Didn't think I would do it. And then three years later, uh, in my email, I always look to see what races are happening. And for me, it was always like, oh, that would be cool. But that's two hours away. I can't do that. Oh, that one would be cool. But that's too far. I can, I always use distance as an excuse, as if I was going to do it, as if I could do it. And then last year, yeah, last year, December, email, triathlon, right in my backyard, literally 15 minutes away. And I looked up and I was like, 
seriously? <laughs> I was like, really? I had to do it. I had to do it. No so, more distance as an excuse, right? <laughs> no. And the interesting thing about that is, is that when opportunities come, and this is in anything in life, when opportunities come, they usually don't come when things are all lined up, when, you know, all the stars are aligned, when things are convenient, they just don't. And it wasn't convenient. Like I said, I didn't know how to swim. Um, I mean, I could jump in the water and carry my own, but swim. No, I didn't own a bike. So all these things, and not only those factors is the money factor. You have to now buy all the things you need to prepare, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And you said a lot of things that I kind of wanted to point out. Now they're not specifically about your journey, but there are things that we take on in life. And first of all, is the excuses that we make for trying to do anything. Yes. Even though we know we really, really want to do it, we have a desire and we put those uh, excuses with distance, finances, and all this stuff where we're not taking action because it's of our limiting beliefs that we can't, right. that we think we can't. Everyone right. can learn something. If you really want to learn it, there's so many resources out there, even books at low cost. Um, we have Google and YouTube, which are absolutely free. Um, there's no way we cannot say that we don't know something, right? And if we don't know it, we go find the answers. And then we right. look for the experts who have done it and kind of pick their brain. Right. So I I'm glad that you said that, that during your, um, and, and we know this, we know this from a very young age. Um, but we still choose to not get out of our comfort zone, right? And um, and you just did it. You just said, you know what? Now you put it on your vision board. Mind you, that was three years ago. Some people do a vision board and they toss it after the year if some things don't happen. Right. You have to keep those things because you just never know. Um, and it's always going to come back. It's We're always going to think that, okay, this is our time but we don't know when that time is only he does. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, even if it doesn't come within that year that you want it to come, it will still come. You just have to keep wanting it and just feeding that life into, you know, that idea. And the fact that, um, you also talked about putting an idea out there and it happens twice. It's the actual action. So I love that you said that as well. This has been amazing. Um, your journey has been, and I'm still in awe. You inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing because it's just, it, it's just that passion. It's that passion to really dig deep into our thoughts and why we think the way we do and start making those changes so that we can start living the abundance life that we were promised to live. Right. We, we all have, can you agree that we all have that ability to, you know, to partake in just greatness? We all have it within us. It's, it's the matter of really paying attention and, you know, in our world, there's just so much chatter. There's so much going on and people tend to focus on all of the muck that's happening. And it's like fear mongering. It's just, it puts you in a state like, well, everything in the world is upside down. Well, how can I do anything? If you shut that off and then really pay attention to what it is you want. Amazingly, you know, 
situations, circumstances, people start to cross your path. They were always there, but now they'll start to appear, but you got to close out and shut off the chatter and the chaos and the news and all these things. Cause it doesn't help you at all, at all. <laughs> I totally agree. I don't even watch the news anymore because it's just a bunch of negativity, right? I was even saying to someone like, we need to start our own broadcasting system <laughs> with just positivity and kind of just pour it all over everyone. And look, these are our possibilities and all this jazz, right? Um, because it's just crazy. It's so sad. because There's so many people doing so much phenomenal stuff that they don't even get highlighted at all. Um, and that's a huge reason why, you know, I wanted to change my, um, my podcast platform from not just my voice, everybody doesn't want to just hear my voice, but let me start highlighting the people that are, you know, making changes in my life that are moving my heart that, you know, are moving other people's hearts. And that's why I invite, you know, all the communities that I have on because they're doing great things. Like literally 2022 was the year that I asked God for community, like real, genuine, authentic community with people that are just ready to, you know, shine each other's lights instead of, you know, trying to break each other apart. And that's really what I believe society is doing that kind of keeping us, you know, debating on, you know, what's what, right? Right. And we just need to put just more positivity out there. But I do want to read your mission because, um, it, it was just fabulous to me when I read it. You want to be an example of possibility in your small way through movement, mindset, and visioneering. Um, to spread hope to women that are stronger, that they are stronger than they than any circumstance, situation, or condition that may be they may be experiencing. It's your mission to help others see their light as I work on shining your own. I absolutely love that. And I usually read your mission when I read the bios from my guests, but I had to kind of, and it's crazy that I didn't even realize that I, we just talked about shining lights on each other. Right. I just said that like before, and it kind of went together. Um, so yeah, so that is your mission. And I, we just tell us why, why would that be Ivy's mission? Yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, being an example of possibility, I've just always felt that. And I think it just comes from going back to childhood. It, it comes from not being able to ask questions, not being able to just be myself. Uh, we moved so many times, like every two, three years, we just moved. So it was a constant, okay, I'm making friends. Oh, we're moving again. So it's like, I clam up. It would take me a few years to kind of open up. And then, so it's just more of being an example of possibility has a really a lot to do with just me tapping into who I'm meant to be. And I still don't know who that is. I really don't because I, I, I truly feel at 53, that I'm just at the beginning. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sorry. I just, I feel like I'm like this budding flower. Like I'm just beginning, just beginning to bloom because my, most of my life was just, okay. So the childhood, you know, 
uh, stage, if you will, was a lot of just being like the cover, mm-hmm. you know, on the pot. So I couldn't really be me. And then when I got older and I could branch out and be my own, that's where the alcohol came in. So I still, I was me, but I was masking a lot of me through that. And then, you know, I have a family now, I have a child. And then even with in 2018, when I said no more to alcohol, it's like, who am I? That was really big for me for many, many years. I was afraid to stop drinking because I was afraid of, I didn't know who I was or who was I going to be with my friends. They only know me as, you know, having a good time, whatever. Who am I without it? So, and that's taken some years. So, but the being an example of possibility has always been there. And, but it's really become something really stronger for me. And now that that is out of my life, I can really start to, and it still takes time. I'm still trying to find my way, especially in the social media world. I'm still trying to navigate and find my way. But how do I be an example of possibility for my daughter, my family? Um, myself. And it's just really tapping into what is it that I enjoy doing? What lights me up? And it's, it's doing races. I don't do a ton of them, but it's doing races. It's training for something. That's the structure. That's the routine that gets me out of my, my head. It helps me with my confidence. It helps me feel like I could do something big, but that's what the race is. That's what helps me. And then also too, I can't do that all the time. So walking has kind of been, you know, in between what I've been doing. And that's where this 12 hour walk came about. And I came across that from watching an interview, the guy who um, developed it, he has a book on it. His name is Colin O'Brady. He's an endurance athlete. So I heard his story. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. But the 12 hour walk resonates one because it's challenging Two, anyone can do it. It's walking. It's still a challenge. It's not 12 miles. It's 12 hours. So, but the point of that is one, it meets you where you're at. So if you're not really physically active, you can still do the 12 hours just at a more casual pace, very slow pace. You just go for, you know, casual, still 12 hours. You can stop, you can take a break. So anyone can do it, but you get to a point So I believe that at the beginning, the first, who knows, three, four, five hours, there's a lot of chatter. You're looking around, you're thinking of all the to-dos. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I have to make this call. I have to do this. But then after a while, it's quiet. It's just you and your thoughts. And that's where you really pay attention to who you are, what you want, who do you want to be? You know, and I really want to do this before 2023. And I'm really hoping for a breakthrough, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, but I think something's going to come. Something is will inevitably come up. But this time, triathlon was awesome. Self-serving. That was for me. This too is for me, but I want to bring people in. I really want to create a community. No, no money or anything, just wherever you are in the world take part in this because that's what he wants is to create this global movement. I was like, maybe I can kind of create something small, five people, 10 people, 
you know, from social media, social media, people that know me and they're like, you know what? I want to do it. I have a lady that I know she's in Austria. She's like, I want to do that in the spring. I'm like, cool. We'll do it then also. So I have a handful of people that want to do it. So I'm like, this is great. And then I want people to come together on zoom and let's talk about it. Let's talk about our challenges. What came up? Cause it, things are going to come up. We repress okay. a lot, especially, you know, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, we repress a lot. So things are going to come up and that's okay. Who knows? Might be walking in, you know, hour eight and you're sobbing because something came up and you're thinking through it and feeling through it and talking to God or the universe through it. And who knows? We come out of it better and stronger. That's beautiful. So definitely share that PDF so that when I um, post this, I can add it right in there. Do you have a date? I know. I think I heard it the other day. Yes, I uh, originally had it for this past Sunday, November 27th. But, you know, I got to keep track of the weather, too, because it it was raining. It, it mm-hmm. was scheduled to rain all day. I'm like, I'm not trying to get sick and I don't want anyone to get sick. So um, I'm doing it next Thursday, December 8th. December 8th. Okay. Yeah. So, we so need it's a little colder. Yeah, <laughs> colder. Well, uh, it all depends where they're at though. Cause they can true. be on the West coast and very true for me. It's cold. Yeah. Yes. For us. Yes. Cause we're, we're right over the bridge from each other. So. And today's raining. Do you have rain over there? Yes. Yeah. It's Not raining nice. temperature wise. It's great. I think it's in the high fifties, but it's, it's yucky out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that is just a great moment, a great inspiration for people to join in. I have to check my schedule on that day and see if I can run. I mean, walk for 12 hours. And well, where would I walk? Deal. Can I walk in my home? Um, well, 12 hours, 12 hours. I mean, if you can find a path of sorts that you can just mm-hmm. go, and this is just you yourself, no, someone walking with you, Good. no pets, no audio, no music, nothing, nothing. Okay. So you could bring your phone in case of an emergency, you put it on airplane mode, but this is just you, you. and your thoughts and you just walk in. So, um, I'm doing it November 8th. Maybe someone there, their date might be this coming weekend or the following weekend or in two weeks. And it's okay. The thing is, is who's going to do it. And then at some point let's come together. That's awesome. That's amazing. And thank you so much for, again, being vulnerable and transparent about um, saying and sharing that, you know, you're still finding yourself and we all are, we all are. We never arrive. And even when we feel like we found ourselves, there's other passions and interests and things like that. But the main thing is that we never stop looking. Yes. Because it's so easy for us to just stay in a habit of just it's okay. It is what it is, which that life drives me crazy, but sometimes it's not, it's not right. Um, we have, to or, find you know, or, or the saying, you know what they say when you reach whatever age I heard a guy say once he was like 30, he goes, well, you, you know what they say when you hit 30, everything's downhill. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Yes. Well, I definitely don't want that to be my life. And I'm, I just hit 40 this year and I feel like I'm still like ready to rock and roll with any, we are babies (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. Seriously. We're babies. There's so much life 
yet to you know uncover discover experience we just have to think that when we're going through stuff in the present yes stay in the present because the past has already happened. Those were our teaching lessons. Those were our experiences that we can, you know, again, help another. So in some way, shape or form. Um, but we definitely do not want to bring that into our future. We want to start every day is a new day for a new, fresh start, a new new year's resolution every day. So I absolutely love that. Ivy, you have been absolutely amazing. How can people get a hold of you and connect it with you for anything for your program? Um, just to have a chat. Yes. Let you us know, know the best way, the best way, honestly, would be on, on Facebook, you know, okay. just private message me. That would be the best way, the easiest way. Okay. I'm on it all Ivy the time. Perez. <laughs> that's just Ivy Perez, right? That's easy. Um, yes, definitely connect with her. She is just a powerhouse and I can't wait till you get all your answers in 2023. I can't wait to just see all your journey and continue uh, doing life with you because I think you're just an amazing, amazing person and you have a wonderful and beautiful. So we had a breakthrough at flashpoints kind of show the different side of everyone actually that was in the room and that that definitely kept us on a high for a long time and I want to keep that yes. you know that connection that we started um so thank you so much for our thank listeners you. I hope you enjoyed um talking or listening to me and Ivy today um, and definitely connect with her check her out she's an amazing person doing amazing things especially if you need any tips on any triathlons <laughs> or anything like that she will definitely be there to help and coaching um, again I think you're just continuing to do amazing things keep that smile always <laughs> and just a little um, plug that I have to add here if you're craving the next step in your personal and professional growth, if you're excited to level up your leadership and influence, if you're dedicated to developing new skill sets and you love surrounding yourself with servant leaders and driven entrepreneurs just like you, the CLA is the next journey for you. Now, um, Ivy, I don't think I gave you a chance, but what do you want to leave our listeners with? One last thing, one last mm -hmm. thought advice? I would say, um, you know, this time of year, it's a beautiful time of year. It's also an overwhelming time of year. Um, right now there's a lot of stuff going on. What I can leave people with if they can, whenever they're feeling overwhelmed is to really just take a moment and wherever they are, just breathe into and look at something, gaze something and really practice that sense of deep gratitude, whatever that is, just really, really step into a deep sense of gratitude. And I promise you it'll pull you out of the overwhelm and, um, and help you step forward better. That's awesome. I'm going to have to do that sometimes too. Sometimes I want to pull my hair out, but <laughs> I always just keep this smile. This, this smile just helps me just kind of say, you know what, there is nothing that, um, is, too important to knock down what we are set here uh, to do. So thank you so much for that. Thank you to all our listeners again for joining in on another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset podcast brought to you by the CLA. Have a great day. And as I always say, make it count.